Well, this interview is with Gerald Tanner, who at the time of the interview was the second oldest living Richmond footballer. He was 98. And I picked up the tape recorder and headed down to his retirement home with his son, Bernard. And we sat down and we had a wonderful conversation about football in the 1940s and what it was like living in Melbourne and also working up in the country and how the war affected things uh, and his memories of his one game with Richmond in 1941. Gerald Tanner's other son, by the way, is Xavier Tanner, who would go on to play for North Melbourne. So here's my interview with 98-year-old Gerald Tanner, conducted in September of 2019. What's that, sorry? Pardon me if I get you to repeat things. That's okay. That's okay. I don't hear all that well. I wanted to talk about your time at Richmond. How many games did you play, Gerald? I only played one. <laughs> one? Why was that? <clears throat> Jack Turner was on the wing. I've met Jack Turner. Uh, he was sick. Mm. I was supposed to go to... <coughs> Pardon me, I was supposed to go to uh, Windy Hill to play in the seconds. Yeah, of course. Because the seconds played in the opposite games that we were playing yesterday at Ben Road. Maurice Fleming rang and said, you've got to come to the first, you're playing in the first. Because Jack Turner was sick. Maury Fleming, my, my father knew Maury Fleming as yeah, well. Yeah, Maury Fleming. He, he was, was a lovely guy, wasn't he? Wasn't wonderful, though. Yeah. My Harry dad... Dyke was... Uh, oh, yes. He was the president at the time. Yes, and those two were very, very strong yeah. officials at the club. Yes. So you were surprised when I had a, what did Bernard tell you? I'd played 100 games. Yeah, you? probably. I think that's what he said. He said about 100. But I, I, there, was a, there was a newspaper article here from a practice game that you did with Richmond. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know how you're... you're, you're if you can see that, yeah, I can read it. It talks about how you impressed at a practice game. You impressed Jack Dyer and Jack Titus. Yes. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't remember them. I don't remember them saying this, but I remember playing in the games. It says that uh, this is why Gerald Tanner of Cobram has something to be proud of. Only two weeks ago, you were an unknown at Punt Road Oval, and today you're one of the most discussed recruits. <laughs> you played on the half-forward wing, it says. Is that right? No, I played on the, on the wing. Half-forward flank, I should say. I was surprised. <laughs> it says you're a left-footer. A left-footer, yeah. I did, yeah. There weren't many left-footers, I don't think, oh. at Richmond at that stage. It says uh, you gave an impressive display of quick, capable football. And you have since maintained his promise and is freely mentioned by officials as a certainty for the final list. You played for Cobram in the Murray League first. Yes. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of a story about the whole spent. I worked in the Vic Rail for 43 years. Only 43 years? Yes, I know. <laughs> you can have a look at that if you haven't seen uh, it. They recruited me from Cobram. Because when the war broke out in 1939, 
They cancelled all country football from the end of June in 1940 because they wanted people to join the, the forces like the Air Force and, mm. and some country places <coughs> when their fellows there had joined up, they couldn't get a team together because they joined the Army, Air Force and Navy. So they cancelled all country football in Victoria and New South Wales, all over Australia, except the AFL and the, the uh, rugby in okay. New South. Yeah. There was no other country football. So I came down to Richmond and I played that one game. And I made their list in 41 and 42. I played my only game in 1941. So I've got a record of never having been beat in an AFL game. <laughs> Played one and won one. Well, this might surprise you, but I have the football record from the game that you played. And here it is here. So this is the football record yeah. from your only game with Richmond. Number 28, I and there you are, number 28, G. Tanner. And this was, was this played at Richmond or Windy Hill? Uh, Punt Road. Punt Road. And who was coaching that day? Jack Dyer was coaching. Did you and Jack get on well? Hardly ever spoke to me. <laughs> Except on the footy field, he'd blow shit out of me, so to speak. That was the way he coached. You can keep it, by the way. Yeah. Oh, good. Jack Titus was the fellow that took me under the wing more than anybody. Yeah. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Ooh. Sue. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to invite you all to Coffee Shop in Maple Dining Room. We have cafe latte, tea, yeah. iced coffee, hot chocolate, and some cheese and biscuits. So if you'd like to join us for Coffee Shop, please make your way to Maple. Thank you. I hope I'm not interrupting. No. <laughs> I'm not interrupting your uh, coffee break, am I? No, no, no. We've only had lunch. But I could. I can't name everybody in the team. Do you want to hang on to that for a while? That's his record from his. That's the footy record from his okay. game. Well, there's the, that's a list of some of the players. Yeah, George Smeaton was full back. Titus was full forward. Leo Maguire was half back. Kevin O'Neill on one back pocket, Len Ablett on another back pocket. I met Len, yeah. Leo Merritt was on one wing, Jack Turner on the other. Uh, Simons. They, Jack well, Simons. Well, they called him Tanglefoot for some reason, rather. <laughs> I don't know why. His, his son played with my father in the reserves in the under-19s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I said Leo Merritt. And, I can't think who would send our forward in those days, or who can't even remember the, the rocks. Anyway, let me have a look at this. Wasn't Morris, was it? I oh, know Morris was second ruckman when Jack died. Right, of course he was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember in, uh, Jack died blowing, pardon the expression, blowing shit out of Morris because he wasn't a, a fellow that. Threw his weight around. Correct. Yep. He was a nice, gentle. Of course, he won a medal, Morris. You're right. 
And the guy used to want him to throw his weight around, but he, yep. he just didn't play the game that way. I've had several players tell me that. And Dyer particularly wanted a lot of the players to throw their weight around, yeah. like Bobby Wiggins and that sort of thing. Um, but not, not all the players were like Jack Dyer and they couldn't do that. Could you? Could you throw your weight around? No, I didn't. You didn't have any. I, didn't, I was only 11 and a half stone. Oh, well, that, well, that's like, that's probably the same weight as, as Titus. He would have been oh, about the same, I think. I did, they called him skinny. <laughs> but um, being a left footer, though, it was a great asset, being a left footer. Because most, play, most players who were playing on were right footers, and they didn't have the experience of playing against left footers. So I always thought that was an, yeah. an asset. Yeah, yeah. Were there any other left footers in the team? Titus wasn't a left footer. No, no. No, he wasn't. I, I, I can't, can't think, think of. I don't. Dyer wasn't. No, no. And uh, Morris wasn't. No. Was they? They all say that Dyer was tough. Was he? Was he? Was he a tough? Well, in those days when we were training. And Tuesdays and Thursdays. Incidentally, I was working in the railways. I was working shift work. I could only train every second week. And I could only play every second week because I had to work every second Saturday. And then eventually they transferred me from Essendon. That's where I worked at Essendon. They transferred me to Wodonga. Oh. So there was no country football in... Uh, the end of 41, mm. 42, 43, 44, 45. No country football. So, Ori Fleming, as you say, he used to ring me up or write to me and say, you know, keep yourself fit, we want you to come back. But that, I just didn't go back, except in 1946. I changed my mind. I said, oh, yes, well, I'll come back again. Yeah. So they got me transferred to Melbourne. But I hated living in Melbourne. So I rang up Maury Fleming and told him I wasn't coming. So he wasn't very pleased. He wouldn't have been happy, no. He wasn't, wasn't very pleased. Because they went to a lot of trouble yeah. to get me, got me a transfer back to Melbourne. And yeah. And where, where were you living in Melbourne when you were... I was living with my parents in Caulfield. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. But, w- uh, would they come and watch you play? My father never came near me. Why is that? Collins. Collingwood supporter? Incidentally, he had an invitation to train with Carlton in his younger days. He was a big man. Were you a Richmond supporter at all? Yes, we used to go, my brother and I, he didn't come back from the war, unfortunately. Yes, we used to go to every game at uh, at Punt Road. (laughs) Where, where Where would you sit or stand at Punt Road? We'd sit in the punt road end. Yep. Because we get there early and get on get seats. They only had a few seats yeah, around was. the fence. So we'd get there. What, behind the goals? Yeah, behind yeah, the goals, yeah. yeah. That's a smart position. I think it cost sixpence to get yeah. in or something. That's, <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. So, um, you know, the, the war interfered with a lot of young fellas that could have. But of course. Look at the hands. This man's got Sorry. a 
that's yeah. yeah this is just, it should be dealt. Should be treated. <laughs> I got a bit of a. He would have made. Um, I'm his father talking. <laughs> he would have made league football. League football, and he did his knee. Had knee reconstruction. But you did have a family member play league football. Yes, I did. Yes, uh, that's right. So what would happen when he would play? Who would you barrack for? Did you well, still... I, well, I had to change to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife and I, we, uh, we, <coughs> we came down every Saturday morning to North Melbourne yeah. to see Sage play. Gosh. Uh, drove down from Wodonga, 300 kilometres. What? Really? And me. Then well, drove back. It was only 10, 11, 12, 13 years of age. Wow. So you drive, you drive down there? I was with you. He would come with you as well? Yes, he was at Kilmore. You know, in the early days, 74, 75, 76, 77, 78, oh, yeah. 79. I only went to Kilmore in 1980. Yeah. So he'd been oh, there for six years. And he was at Kilmore. We used to pick him up at Kilmore. In the, in the later years. Uh, in, in 1941, Dyer was captain coach. Yes. He replaced... Purse Bentley. Yeah, he went and, to it, and it was a very, um, what's the word? Um, uh, no one was very happy about that's it. The, yeah, he, Dyer wasn't happy about it. Yeah. Were you there around about that time or did well, you arrive no, I after that? There. Yeah. Yeah, it was before I went to play there. So you never, you never saw Bentley? Saw him play. You saw him play? Yeah. How was he as a player? Oh, good footballer. Yeah. But Dyer wasn't really happy that he was. Re- Sorry, Dyer wasn't. Dyer replaced Bentley. Well, otherwise, they'd have lost Dyer. Correct. He was going to go, wasn't he? Yes. He was going to. So they sacked Bentley and <laughs> made Dyer the coach. I think he was going to go to the VFA or something, Dyer I was. No, I've got no idea. And they had to make a decision. Yeah. And I think they no, felt that Dyer was going to give more than Bentley. Sounds like a big decision. Very few fellas spoke to me. You know, I'm only a 19-year-old kid. Yeah. You know, no one guarding me. My father. Um, when, when Maurie Fleming rang on the Saturday morning to go and play on me first, I think my mother was expecting him to come home with my head under me. And she was, she was shit frightened that I might get injured. <laughs> I think a, I think a lot of mothers were like that with their teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Because Xavier, my brother, he was already in the war. I tried to join the air force, but they wouldn't leave me. I was the railways, the tramways, the police department, the or another businesses. They, you weren't allowed to join. You couldn't change your job in the war Okay, time. yeah. You had to stick with your job, you couldn't change. And uh, so I wanted to join the Air Force, but they wouldn't let me. You're I think my mother was happy about that because my brother was already in the Army. Right. Unfortunately, he didn't come back from New Guinea, he died over there. It was called a reserved occupation, Dad, wasn't it? Reserved it occupation. occupation. That reserved was, occupation. Yeah, I was trying oh, to right. think of the word. It was the formal right. title. Okay. For, for roles that you, yeah. if you wanted to go to the service, you had to resign. Because also, uh, like, Dyer wouldn't go to war because he was a policeman. Yeah, he was a so policeman. So he, he, he wasn't, he was needed. 
you know, as an essential service or whatever yeah. sort of thing. They played a lot of, there was a lot of games played at Punt Road to raise money for war bonds and war service. Do you remember those? No, I don't really. No. No, I don't. What was the football ground like, Punt Road? Was it a bit of a mess? Well, it had a few seats around the fence. <laughs> Not many. Stand. Yep. The rest of it was standing room. That's right. Yeah. I can remember the MCG where those all beach stands now. Mm. He used to go, everybody would be standing. Mm. No, they <laughs> no wouldn't sense. be sitting down. What was the condition of the oval like, Dad? What was the condition of the ground like? At the oh, this was good. Mm. Oh, yeah. They didn't have the facilities like they've got now. I mean, no. when we were training, we'd train for a couple of hours. And I'll say this about diary. He wouldn't let you come off the field for training unless you were bloody exhausted. Mm. Yeah. He'd just keep you at you and at you yeah. and at you and make sure you're fit. We were pretty fit yeah. on in those days. But as I say, hardly anyone ever spoke to me because, you know, I was only a bloody kid, Rhett. Yeah. 19 year old kid, most big old fellas. <laughs> and Dyer was a big man too, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when you're on the training field, I can't name anybody, but there used to be some of them there that they wouldn't kick it to you. Yep. Because yep. you're trying to get a game to get them out. Yeah. So they just wouldn't deliberately wouldn't kick it. That's to correct. You. I've had that from several players who came from the country. Frank Drum was one, and they didn't kick it to him. He was he he was trying for full forward, but the other full forward, you know. So they, yeah, you're right. They would, there would be times when they wouldn't pass it to them. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. You see, we, we didn't have the gyms and that that they've got today. No. <laughs> you know, we'd, we'd uh, come in from training, get a car, and the next thing we'd uh, have a bath, shower, and a, and a hot, hot bath. That was the end of it. None of this bloody exercise, you know, like you know, today they've got bloody muscles on them. Have you been back to the, the, the punt road ground at all? No, I haven't been no? back. No. It's very different. Oh, yes, yeah. it's yeah. Well, I mean, um, I think the game I played against Essendon, you might believe it, I think there were about 45,000 <laughs> people there. But you see, there was, no, there was nothing else to go to. Yeah. There was football. Yeah. Before the game, they used to play baseball. Yep. Yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah. Before the game. Yeah. Fraser, no, he's not on there. He wasn't on there. He was a bit after. Mopsy? Mopsy, yes. Did you, did you meet him a few times? Oh, yes, I played with him in the seconds a few right. times. He was a, a bit fiery. <laughs> was he what? <laughs> oh, yes. But, but was, he like, was he like that off the field? Was he a fiery person? Oh, no, no. Pretty quiet sort of a fellow. But he was tough. Oh, tough as goat's knees, yeah. As goat's knees, I like that. <laughs> Did you play a few reserve games? Yes, I played every second week in the reserves. Okay. And who was coaching the reserves, do you remember? Oh, yes, I played a few. Well, not, not all that many viewers. Let's have a look. See, there weren't 18 games around now. There was only, was only what, 12, 12 or 14 yeah. Yeah. in those days. Nothing like there is now. Yeah. 
So you would have played at some of the other football grounds. Well, I didn't play it long. I, I played it on uh, Fitzroy. That was at the end of Brunswick Street. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if you know that ground. I don't know whether it's still there. I think it is, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I hear it was a bit muddy sometimes. Oh, uh, well, it seemed to be always nice when I was... Oh, <laughs> you're lucky. Uh, when, uh, I was a reserve for the first a few times, like Geelong. I didn't go to Geelong to play because they made me reserve for Richmond at Pat Road. Uh, but I didn't get a run. Yes. But they so, only had a 19th man in those right. days. Yeah. Uh, so did you just have to wait around to just see... wait around and see if anyone didn't turn up yeah. to play or anything like that. And if, and if no one, if everyone was there, then you would go to the other game? No, they'd, they'd, oh, you would just not play? They'd have to, to, to stop there. Like Geelong and Essendon and uh, uh, Princess Park. I played at Princess Park. Would I be right to say your coach in the reserves was maybe Des Martin or Dan Minogue? Oh, sorry, Dan, Dan Gwinnay? It might have been Dan Minogue. I can't place the other fellow. Or Kevin O'Neill? No, no, no. I think Kevin O'Neill, he came down from Echuga. He did, yes. Uh, I don't know what happened to him. He only played in 41, I think, and then 42, he gave it away. Did you know much about Richmond while you were up in, was it Cobram, where you came from? When I came from, yeah. Had you read a lot about Richmond at the time? Well, only when I've been listening to the radio and yeah. playing. Yeah. Grew, grew up most of his time in Melbourne. Oh, OK. Only in Cobram for a very short period. So right, OK, which is where Richmond... Yeah, because his dad was a teacher. Right. Rhett thinks Rhett's sort of thinking that you grew up in Cobra, but you grew up in Melbourne, mainly yeah, in Melbourne. I grew up in Melbourne. I joined the railways in 1938. Right. And that's what took him to Cobra for the yeah. first time. Right. And I went to Wodonga. Yep. Then I came back, back to Essendon, but I was only there for three months because I hadn't had enough experience to do the job at Essendon. Oh. So they sent me to Cobra for two years. I see. Now, I don't know how Richmond got onto me in the first one, but I do believe that it was a, a chap from by the name of the terrible. There would have been it would have been a scout probably. No, it was. I played against him at Newmerka. Oh. Uh, that's where the Burks came from. That's what it was. The Burke was the fellow. Oh name. right, yeah. I reckon he. I think he. Frank Burke. He, I think he told Richmond to have a look. Yeah, at yeah. Who were you playing with? While you were at Cobram, which team? Playing with Cobram. Right. Yep. In the Murray League, yeah. In the Murray League, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what, what, what Guernseys did they wear? What colour Guernseys were they? Cobram. Were they like Richmond Guernseys or yellow and black? Oh, I forgot. I think they were maroon. Right. <laughs> now, you've got a certificate here. Yes. It's Richmond Football Club, oh, second yeah. 18, for five years' service. So that goes back from 47, back to 41, 42, depending on how you... So are. you were in the reserves, the seconds, for at least five years? Yeah, but I, for at least three years least, I, was, yeah. I was in Wodonga. I only played the two years. <laughs> but they kept you on the list. They kept me on the yeah. list, yeah. But I wasn't getting paid for it. Oh, weren't you? <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I played one game for the first... I got six dollars for that. 
and I got $3 a week for being on the final list. Mm-hmm. But I only played the one game and I got $6 for it. And did they, did they hand you that money at yeah. the end, after the game? Yeah, I used to pick it up every training night. <laughs> From the treasurer, probably, I'm guessing, <laughs> whoever that was. Oh, Do you... It'd be in a little envelope. <laughs> Three pounds. Six pounds, Dad? Dad, was it six pounds or three pounds? Three pounds. Three pounds, yeah. Do you remember some of the trainers? I think Charlie Callender? Charlie Callender. I remember Charlie Callender very, very well. Mm. Because when I played my first game, or anyone that played the first game, Charlie Callender used to strap up their ankles. He had a special little room. Charlie Callender, and I went in there and, uh, of course, putting the bandages on my legs, he said, you know, you're playing today, and I said, yeah. He said, you're not even a bit nervous. He said, most folks are coming here, they're a pack of nerves and that. But it's just another casual game of football. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you never got nervous at all? Never. No? How did you play on that day? Oh... I don't know. I just don't remember at all. You didn't kick a goal or anything like that? No, I didn't kick a goal. That's but right. I remember very late in the stages, I don't know what... The, I think we kicked about seven goals to a couple in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. But we only won by two or three points. Mm. Was Essendon a strong team at that point? Oh, yes. Dickie Reynolds and... Uh, What's the fellow that got the sack? What's his name? Oh, I know there's a list there. Heard? Oh, Heard. Heard he was playing there? Yes. Alan, was it? Alan Heard. Yeah, yeah. Alan Heard, yeah. Caesar was another fellow I was played against. Yeah, there he is there. Caesar, yeah, played against him. Oh, yes, some good fellows were. Buttersworth? Wally Butworth, yeah. John Casson. Who eventually went to North Melbourne? No, no John Casson's dad. Hugh, Hugh Tawney? That's not John, John Casson's <laughs> father or grandfather, it is. <laughs> uh, Percy Busby? Yes. Uh, who, um, who was the toughest team at the time? Was Collingwood a, a strong team? Oh, yes, they were always a strong team. Melbourne? Well, Melbourne, they won prime five previous years yeah. in a row. But this was before I went there, or after, or after I went there, I mm. should say. Oh, yes, there was a... Is, is, that, is that the Len Ablett who lived from Myrtleford? Yes. That's him, yeah. It is, yeah. Oh, it's Gary's uncle. Uh, yes, that's yeah. Yeah, so no. I, I met him many years later in, in, when I was working in Aubrey. Oh, right, there you go, yeah. Absolute general. Oh, he was, I, wasn't I, he? I had no idea that he played in Dad's one and only game. He would have loved it if I knew that. Oh, yes. I, no, I met Len. I interviewed him and his wife, Aura. What a great character he was. Oh, they're great. Yeah. It's fantastic. And that whole family is just... Well, he was a client of the accounting firm I worked for. Oh, right. So he Small came, world. He came down from Myrtleford and was there, and they brought me out and introduced me to him because yep. I was playing football at Ongo. Yeah. And he was involved in Myrtleford. Right. It was 1983, actually. So oh, Gary right. was at Myrtleford. Yes, he was. And he was just Gary Ablett. Yeah. You know, cousin or brother was the other Ablett. Right, that's it. That that's Wally it. Russell, he finished up... He was only there for one year. He, he finished up going to Geelong. Mm-hmm. Played half a dozen games, I think, with Geelong. Yeah. 
Ian McGuire, he's a big tough fellow. Was he? <laughs> I remember Alvin and Murray, we played Richmond on the Albury Sports Ground. And uh, I was playing in the centre, and a fellow by the name of Jimmy Matthews, who was a champion tennis player, it was only a friendly game. And uh, this Leo McGuire just clouted me. Jimmy Matthews, and Jimmy Matthews was a great footballer, and a left footed into the bag. And he was giving Matt, uh, McGuire a bit of a rundown, so McGuire just about flattened him. So Jimmy Matthews got up and, of course, McGuire was expecting him to back, you know, he said, Now it's only a friendly game now, there's no need for that. <laughs> And right. that was that was Richmond versus the Evans and Murray. Yes. Yeah. At the maybe at the end of the season was it? Oh Perhaps? no. Or during the season? During the yeah, season. Yeah, they did that sometimes. Then I played for the Evans and Murray against Essendon on on Coral Ground. Oh. Uh, forward for Essendon was number ten. What's his name? Colin. Colin. Kicked a few goals in his time. <laughs> he could he could jump. He could he could take marks, couldn't he? Oh yes. Yeah. And he was very very clever on the ground. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who from from your time at Richmond, who do you think was the the player who had the most skill, who was maybe the best player that you saw? Leo Murder was brilliant. Mm. Very clever. I don't know. I don't know if I could come up with an individual really. But Jack Titus at full forward. Amazing the way he played football. Yeah. And he'd be lucky, lucky if he was ten and a half stone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know any goals he kicked, but he. I still kicked 100. Uh, 970. 970. Overall. <laughs> That's just for Richmond. Yeah. Because he went to Coburg That's right. as well for a year yeah. and kicked about 100 and something. So. Well, you're saying they, they only played, what, 12 or 13 games? Yep. Nothing like 18 Nothing. like they played That's today. Right. And the grounds were always very muddy. Oh, yeah. Nothing like. Yeah, I No, no. Now you said that, was it your brother who was also in war? Yes, yes. And he unfortunately he died, died there? He went up to New Guinea in the early stages and he, he got a disease, scrub typhus they called it. Right. And he died from that. Mm. Can I ask how old he was? 22. 22. Mm. How did that affect you and your family? Oh, well, I wasn't home at the time. I had to get holidays to come home to see the rest of the family. Yeah. But oh, yeah. It certainly had a f affected everybody. Four girls. How, how I, I couldn't tell you, but you'd cry a few nights thinking about him. Mm. But time's a great healer. Mm. Yeah. So, sorry, three boys and three girls in the family. Oh, big, quite a big family. Yeah, typical Catholic, six kids. Oh, yeah, six kids. Catholics, mm -hmm. that's right. Richmond would, Richmond would have liked that. <laughs> yes. 
Because I'm just showing your hands. Just. We're not coming back on me again. Show I've got a pair of hands. You see that? It's big compared to yours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Now, the one thing I wanted to talk to Red about that might have been of interest, you spoke to me when, when I was a kid about the, the clubs were quite religiously segmented back in those days. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, like, like Catholics, Catholics and, and, and the Protestants. Protestants. Oh, well, the one was regarded as Catholic then. Yeah. Collingwood, partly. Yeah, and Richmond, what were they? Oh, I don't know what the denomination was there. I think they might have been Catholic, yeah. yeah. I thought Essendon weren't they, were they? <laughs> Essendon? No, I don't think so. I don't think, no. Were, were you or are you a religious person? Well, I am now. Yeah. Not so much in my younger days. Okay. Yeah. I am now. Yeah. Very. I never go anywhere that I haven't got those. Yep. <laughs> and was the... Was the uh, Secretary of the Parish okay. at Wodonga for how long How long did you do the books at Wodonga Parish for? 30 years. Yeah. yeah. I did, did them for nothing too, incidentally. Oh, right. Yeah, well, it was my contribution to the church. How that happened was the, the girl that was doing them, she got married and she and her husband bought a combi van and went, went for a tour around Australia and I'd just retired from the railways in 1981 and they asked me would I fill in for six months whilst they went away for the holidays. She hasn't come back yet. <laughs> she came back, she didn't come back to work. So that six months turned into 30 years. Still waiting, still waiting. They, they liked it because he used to he used to log into the accountant's office with the books. All oh, right, and the books were written out. Right, the old red ledgers yeah. and green ledgers and stuff. No, no computers. No computers no. or anything. And that was all handwritten. Was Wodonga where the Strangs came from? Strangs came yeah. from Albury. From Albury, right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. There was Doug Strang, Gordon Strang. Well, when I was in Wodonga. Uh, Doug Strang coached Albury, Gordon Strang coached Wodonga, and there was another brother by the name of Alan. Yes. He's, no, he was the son of one of the boys. Yes. Colin was the other fellow. Correct. Very good. Colin. Yes. Yeah. They were a very well-known football family, weren't they? Oh, yes, they were. Yeah. Even, at, even with Richmond, you know, yeah. they had such a connection with Richmond as well. Over those times, Jeff. Yeah. There was a Jeff Strang who later played. Yeah, well, yes, he was. He was. Uh, I always get confused. I think it's. I not, not. I don't think Gordon ever married. I think he was, was Doug's son. Son, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he played in a premiership with Richmond. Yes. Yeah, Doug did. Uh, Gordon did. No, no, I don't. I know think Jeff did. Jeff certainly. Yeah, Jeff did. Yeah. Mm. Did you ever meet them? I mean, I had a lot to do with uh, Gordon. Right. He was a publican in Wodonga. Right. Not that, I, not that I was a drinker, but occasionally I'd go with some of the boys there and have a drink. But he'd hold, he'd had, he had great mess of hands. He'd hold about four or five glasses in one hand. Well, that explains why he was such a good mark. <laughs> didn't one, I thought, didn't one of them coach or play at Wodonga? One of the strings? Yes, well, just after the war, Gordon Strain, who lived in Wodonga, mm -hmm. 
he, they formed a second team in Wodonga and they called it Wodonga Rovers. Mm, that's right. And he coached them. Okay. And the other one was coaching Albury. Yeah. And of course John Perry came from Wodonga. Yeah, I spoke and, to John. And, um, uh, he was part of the, the strange. I'm not either Richardson. What's his Barry? Barry. Barry. Barry yes. Barry. Bones. Yes. From Wodonga. Um, oh, the hell of a lot. Yeah. Hell of a lot of country footballers came from up there. And the other young boy who played there in the nineties. Forgotten his name. But we've got a lovely photo of Dad with uh, Rory Rory Hilton. Yes. Yeah. Dad Rory Hilton, Richo and John Perry. That's the the four Wodonga boys at the Richmond. Team of the century night. Oh right. Where they all got the they all got given the ties. Their, yeah, they all were given their ties. So Dad's tie. I was there that night too. Four hundred and one. Four hundred and one. Four hundred and one is his tie number. And, uh, and we got the trophy from the table. Oh, you got that? Yeah. Each table had a trophy. I remember. Yeah. And theirs were stolen. Oh. The club luckily had some extras. I rang the club. Oh, that's good. And uh, the young mates of the club said yes, because um, one of the Richmond captains. From the 60s, who captained the two flags in the 60s for Richmond? Uh, well, you've got uh, Fred Swift, but he, he's passed away, and you've got uh, Roger Dean. What about Roger Dean? Royce captained the, yeah. the two Roy in the Roger 70s. Dean. His trophy was stolen. Right. The night as well. Yeah. He'd run the club, and they had oh, one okay. extra, and then she'd actually run the provider to say, did they have any, and they had one extra. Yeah. So oh, got, that's great. We got that one. It was a good night that night. I remember that. Yeah. It was a terrific night. Yeah, it was a big lot of people there. Were you there? Yes, I was. Yes, I was there with my father. Yes. Um, well, you must tell your dad that he gave us great pleasure watching him play football. Isn't that lovely? Well, he kicked eight goals in the grand final. Against Collingwood. Yes. <laughs> That's even better. You asked earlier read about dad swapping teams. Yeah. So I can remember vividly in the 74 grand final. Dad took himself into the bedroom, sat on the bed and smoked continuously just with himself and the radio. He weren't allowed into the bedroom. And that was Xavier's first year at North. And he didn't know who, like he, clearly he was still back for Richmond because Xavier hadn't played a game. He'd just been playing in the under-19s. But that was sort of, I think that was the last year of Richmond. Yes. <laughs> From then That's on we became North. Yeah. Yeah, I smoked until... 1981, and I haven't had a cigarette since. Gee, you've done well. I'm lucky to be alive. You've done well. Did you stay in touch with any of your teammates after you left Richmond? Richmond, no, I didn't really. None of them? No, no. Leo Meredith, as he came up in Cape Albury. Okay. Yeah. I used to, used to talk to him a bit. Yeah. On the footy field. As a matter of fact, uh, one of my mates had the ball and uh, Leo was running past me and just went whacking. I didn't know it was him. But if it hadn't been him, I wouldn't have done no, it. No. But, uh, I don't know it was delivered. It was just to sort of stop him like, uh, like Hawkins did. <laughs> yeah. Well, not quite like Hawkins did, I hope. <laughs> it was a shepherding action. Yeah. <laughs> you, so it sounds like you still also watch the football still on TV and you follow that closely? 
Oh, don't miss a game. I don't know who they are. Now I'm I'm Barrigan for Richmond now, of course. Good. (laughs) But if North had been in it, I'd probably be (laughs) Barrigan for North. So that's the way it would be. As I said to you before, we used to travel every Saturday for four four or five years. Even when, say, he was playing in the seconds. We'd stand underneath the broadcasting box where Bill oh. and Peter Landy would do the call from, right beside the race. That's where we stood every Saturday at Arden Street. Oh, great. Oh. And drive down on the Saturday morning, have ham sandwiches and a cup of tea at Seymour. Nice. Talk we'll plan that. Talk his way into a car park somewhere around the ground. My dad would do that too. Yeah, yeah well, when Xavier first went down to Melbourne, he was only a kid. He might have been 10 stone. What did you say? He'd been in more than that. Might have been ten and a half stone, wouldn't be any more. But uh, they put him in Richmond seconds. Yeah. Yep. No, in Richmond second, North Melbourne seconds. He just didn't look like doing any good in Melbourne at all. But, you know, playing against big strong fellows that are trying to get back into their first team. Yeah. And I went to I went to Ray Jordan one day and I said. Right. You know, I'm not, I don't think it's the same fellow here that was playing in Wodonga because as a youngster he was shining in Wodonga. And uh, so, you know, so I went to Ray Jordan. Yeah. I said, put him back in the under-19s. Well, he put him back in the under-19s and he never looked back from there on. Yeah. Played his first game in 46 against Geelong at VFL Park. Good decision. Yeah. Ray Jordan was a good coach as well. Ray Jordan was a good... Oh, he, yes, he coached he did, Richmond he did well, under yeah, 19s yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't look back. back but but Ray, Jordan, Ray Jordan could swear a bit. He had some colourful language. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, we did. I was surprised that he took notice of me and put him back into the under 19s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he only an 18-year-old kid. Oh, yeah, he was a great man. Yes. He, co- he coached my father in the under-19s, Ray oh, Jordan. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, before Dad played the seniors. So yeah. he remembers Yeah, remembers him very well. Yes, you often think of fellas that never won a Brownlow medal. Mm. You know, your father could have run six, won six. <laughs> he, re- he says that to me all the time. <laughs> he says I could have ran one four. He got beaten by Keith Gregg one, one night. Yeah. Who beat him? Keith Gregg. Keith Gregg. Well, yeah. Well, Keith won too. Yeah, it was a bit of a... It was a big night that night. Particularly as, if, as Kevin was so established at that stage and Keith was just arrived. Yeah. And they were... Second or third year. It was a bit... That was, I don't think... Uh, uh, Graham Richmond and Alan Swab weren't happy, I think, that <laughs> night. <laughs> Richmond were like that. They had officials who were very passionate sort of thing. Well, I'll tell you a little story. You've got that thing switched on. Yep, all good. <laughs> but I'll just tell you about Vernon. Oh, he won the best and first for the Junior League. <laughs> he won best and first for the, for the Blues. The and he won the best and first for the Maroons. So he won three in one year. The reason for that was he played for the Blues, but when they were playing Maroons... Yeah. He played a great game from the Maroons 
he got three three points for that. Of course, at the end of the season, he was the only bloke that got three points for them. <laughs> uh, and he also won for the <laughs> best and fairest for the Blues. Yeah. And the best and fairest for the for the juniors. So, sure, we didn't take that trophy for the one. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Did you ever? receive any trophies? Trophies. Uh, I playing cricket, really. Okay. I coached one of the Dogger teams for the Premiership. I won the batting average and the bowling average for the team. And the batting average for the league. And we won the Premiership. But for football, no, I didn't. He was. Uh, he missed out on the Wodonga team of the century. In the cricket. No, in the football. On the football. And he would, would have been very close. Oh. Yes. What to... What position were you in in Wodonga? Centre. Centre. Yes. So you're pretty quick. Well, I've got. Let somebody else say that. Also, you were pretty quick. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> yes, I could run the away car. Good. Thanks. How are you, Jared? I remember sitting at the dining room table in Wodonga one day and I was doing my homework and the radio was on, it was a Saturday morning yeah. and they were interviewing an umpire on the local radio station and the only player he mentioned in the interview was Dad. They were talking about him remembering what he'd done. Yep. He said, oh, well, the bloke I remember the most was Gerald Tanner. I didn't expect to get in the team in the century. Because a chap that in the centre... Uh, Kel Danbury, he won the Morris Medal for the oh, best player of okay. the year, so yeah. he, he immediately went into the job, so I mean there's just no place for me. Yeah. Did you do any like athletics running training to go to be quicker? Did you run in any competitions or anything like that? No. No? No, I didn't do um, Well in Wodonga, we used, to, we used to start practicing in March to play in the first week or two in April. Oh, right. All we did was circle work. Yep. Nothing like they do now. Nothing. Really. None of this beefy stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you, didn't, and you didn't really handball either? Not, you didn't really handball much oh, either? Oh, yes, we handball. Oh, no, you only, hand, only handball those days if you were in trouble. Yes, that's right. Oh, yeah, nothing like six handballs from one end of the ground to the other now. That's right, yeah. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the conversation very much. I notice you've got a, is it a St Kevin's? St Kevin's, yeah. You're a St Kevin's? I'm an old St Kevin's boy, yeah. Oh, right. Well, I, I'm a Caulfield grammarian. Caulfield grammarian. So we've got, you know, yeah. rivalry sort of sometimes. <laughs> Did you play sport with St Kevin's College? I played with the seconds. Yes. In the footy year. Okay. What what school year, Dad? What school oh, year were you at St Kevin? What school? What year was it? Year ten. Year ten. So you played seconds in year ten. So then you went to parade. Is that correct? Then you went to parade. In year eleven yeah, or twelve. Parade, yeah. I played football for parade. Football and cricket for parade. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't only St Kevin's for a year. Oh right. Well, I love the badge. I like the badge. It's very nice. Yes, he went well, that home. was a 50-year reunion. Yeah. They had a dinner here sometime, mate. So that, you, you can just take that off, you see. Oh, nice. Put it on any way you like. <laughs> it's nice.
uh, well, shall I say, thank you for coming, but I think you might have wasted your time for Not it. at all. Not at all. Because I've got, that's a little, that's a, 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 you can keep that. Thank you. That's your footy record thing. And I wanted, to, I wanted to thank you for, for playing that one game back in 1941. It was only by chance. But you played one game, which is more... Than Sam played. There's only about 1,070 people or so who's ever played for Richmond, so you're one of those people. So thank you. Oh, well, that's a pleasure.